Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. The ethanol industry scored two major victories last week from the Biden administration and House Republicans, highlighting just how powerful the industry is. For one, the Biden administration said on Friday it will allow the sale of fuel blends with higher ethanol content across the country during the summer driving season. That's important for the industry since fuel with higher ethanol blends are usually banned during summer months because of concerns about air pollution. The second win was thanks to Corn State Republican lawmakers. They protected tax credits for carbon sequestration, biodiesel, renewable diesel, and second-generation biofuels in the House GOP's debt ceiling package that passed the chamber last week. So today, Politico's Kelsey Tamburino on the ethanol industry's two latest victories and why it remains so powerful. It's Monday, May 1st. EPA on Friday issued an emergency waiver that allows the sale of E15, which is the fuel blend for gasoline with higher ethanol, 15% ethanol content, which is a technical term, but basically higher blends of ethanol. And they justified this by saying there's continued supply constraints from Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and they also cited OPEC cuts in justifying issuing this emergency waiver. This is something that the administration did last summer as well amid the war in Ukraine. So this is kind of a continuation of that policy. It's an emergency waiver, so it only it only applies for a 20-day period, but EPA anticipates issuing new waivers as it kind of evaluates the data and where things stand. But in layman's terms, this is something that the ethanol industry had wanted for a while. The Biden administration has proposed authorizing E15 sales in the summer in eight specific states, but that's not going to happen if finalized until next summer. So this was something that the industry had sought for this summer driving season so they can continue to sell this fuel blend during the summer months, which is not getting into all the technicalities here, but basically the law constrains its sale right now. And so this is an action that aims to allow the sale of E15, which again is something that the ethanol industry has called for and is cheering on Friday when this announcement was made. Got it. And the second victory involved House Republicans' debt ceiling package, where the ethanol industry was able to get a a major concession there towards the end. So tell us what happened there last week. Yeah, that's what's really interesting about this. This is the same week the House Republicans put out their debt ceiling package. And as part of that, they had called for rescinding a host of clean energy tax credits. And the ethanol industry really went to bat specifically Republicans in Midwestern states, calling for changes to that to ensure that biofuels, the tax credits for biofuels, second generation biofuels, biodiesel, and even carbon sequestration would stay in that package as written under the IRA to ensure that the industry still is supported. And so after back and forth, we saw House Republicans make that change in the final package. And really, this speaks to kind of the, as you noted, the the influence of the ethanol industry here having these two major wins in the same week. Yeah. So, I mean, talk about that influence. I mean, why is the ethanol industry still so powerful, not just with Republicans, but with the Biden administration as underscored by this E15 decision as well? Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting to look at. We've seen the Biden administration push towards electrification of the transportation fleet. And with that, 
the biofuels industry, ethanol advocates will say that they are not opposed to electrification, but that there is going to continue to be a role for liquid fuels. And, and they argue that ethanol is really a low carbon solution that can kind of cut emissions in that interim, as long as that may be until the U.S. transitions to electric vehicles, and they still see a future there. And so they really have emphasized the need to really utilize ethanol where the administration can to cut those emissions. And to speak to their influence, this is something that goes back several administrations. Iowa is an early primary state, so they've long had influence over politics in that way. But also just the farming community, the agriculture community is just a big constituency that has a lot of influence on the Hill. We see consistently lawmakers from Midwestern states spanning Iowa to Minnesota that really have a role in these discussions and and have a large lobby that is vocal on a lot of issues. Um, And we've continued to see that. And I think this kind of speaks to that in the same way where we saw the administration face a lot of pressure on making this action. And they had said for weeks that this was kind of going to be a game time decision, but they needed to make it by May 1st, just in terms of when, you know, compliance dates work and when E15 would be allowed to be sold. They really went up to the wire, but this 11th hour decision is something that was advocated for by Republicans and Democrats in both chambers of Congress and across the industry. Right. And how are oil refiners reacting to these pair of wins from the ethanol industry, particularly the E15 concession, given we know these two industries are often at odds? Yeah, I mean, that's really interesting, too. We saw some initial response from that industry that kind of said, this is a well-supplied market and the data supports that. And so they were anxious, I think the word was, to see how EPA justified this decision. And I think it's worth noting that in the past, we've had questions over whether this industry would sue over these sort of actions. They hadn't previously. There's a lingering question to see what's the next step's going to be here, if that's something that they would do. Otherwise, I think in a lot of the statements that we saw when this announcement was made from biofuel supporters, just pointing out that while they're plotting this move, they would like to see a, a nationwide permanent fix for E15. And that's something that would have to come from action on the Hill. And we've seen bipartisan legislation on that front, which interestingly has support from the American Petroleum Institute, the oil industry in that sense. But when push comes to shove on legislation on that front, we will see, I'm sure, pushback from the equally influential and vocal oil state lawmakers on the Hill on that. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes forward. But I mean, we're waiting to see kind of how the refining sector is going to respond specifically to this E15 move on Friday and as they kind of look in the details and the justifications here. Also, on Friday, the House voted 221 to 202 to revoke President Joe Biden's two-year suspension on imposing new tariffs on solar equipment imports from four Southeast Asian countries that are suspected of acting as conduits for Chinese products. The bipartisan support raises the stakes ahead of a Senate vote on the measure that could occur as soon as this week, where several Democrats have already said they would vote to rescind Biden's two-year pause that was announced last June. Lawmakers from both parties have increasingly targeted Chinese imports of clean energy equipment to the U.S. as tensions between the two countries mount. But many climate advocates and green energy developers have warned that cutting off solar imports before the U.S. has expanded its own production capacity would set back the new projects that are critical to cutting U.S. greenhouse gas emissions that have increasingly cropped up in red congressional districts. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. 
I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.